Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 490. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 830 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap-wrapped bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually, and by providing competitive salaries and benefits to 240 team members based in Watsonville, California, and Miami, Florida. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. For each podcast episode this year, we will also thank three of our major sponsors. Our first sponsor thanks goes to Mayesh Wholesale Florist. Family owned since 1978, Mayesh is the premier wedding and event supplier in the U.S. and we're thrilled to partner with Mayesh to promote local and domestic flowers, which they source from farms large and small around the U.S. Learn more at mayesh.com. It's a very exciting day for Slow Flowers, and this episode is devoted to some big news. I'm thrilled to tell you all about it. I've invited Robin Avni, past guest of this podcast, to join me as together we tell you all about our new collaboration, the formation of a boutique book publishing project called Bloom Imprint. Bloom Imprint emerges from our 15-year professional relationship and friendship. A decade ago, Robin and I collaborated with a talented group of women on a multi-year content and lifestyle consulting project called Real Women, Real Life. During that time, we also teamed up to give a presentation on The Female Gardener, Mommy to Maven, for the Independent Garden Center show, and we co-authored white papers and trend reports about female consumer attitudes. Fast forward to 2019-2020 when Robin and I produced Slow Flowers Journal Volume 1, a compendium of the best of editorial stories and imagery featured in the Slow Flowers Journal section of Florist Review Magazine. That's where I previously served as contributing editor and Robin served as managing editor of books producing 10 book titles related to the floral industry. Today, we're announcing the launch of Bloom Imprint, with me serving as editorial director and Robin serving as creative director. This venture is committed to developing books that express visual and verbal storytelling in equal measures. By pairing my love of the written word and editorial narrative and Robin's visually strong creative direction talent, we're pretty jazzed about what we have in store for sharing the people, places, flowers, and art of our Slow Flowers community through a lineup a new lineup of books. Between us, Robin and I have produced and published more than 20 lifestyle, design, architecture, floral, and gardening titles. We formed Bloom Imprint as a boutique publishing company with the mission of identifying creative entrepreneurial book ideas and growing them from the seed of initial concept to a finished product. As we publish new authors and consult with aspiring ones, we believe that producing a book is ultimately one of the most affordable marketing endeavors available to creatives. Let me tell you a little more about Robin Avni, and then we'll jump right in and get started. A creative veteran in the media and high-tech industries, Robin's experience includes 15-plus years in the publishing industry and eight years at Microsoft in design and creative management. She has successfully managed innovative, award-winning design teams and high-profile projects, as well as receiving numerous national design and photography editing awards for her own work. Robin has produced 10 books, including collaborating with me on the Slow Flowers Journal. In 2004, following Microsoft, she founded Bricolage, a consultancy specializing in creative strategy, content development, and arts advocacy. She has worked with Fortune 500 companies, national advertising agencies, and award-winning media properties, applying timely, actionable insights to their businesses. 
Robin received a BA in journalism from Indiana University in Bloomington and a Knight Wallace Journalism Fellowship at the University of Michigan. She holds a Master's of Communication in Digital Media from the University of Washington. You can find a link to my December 2018 Slow Flowers podcast episode with Robin in our show notes today. It was a segment we called How Creatives Can Be Authentic in a Digital Age. Let's jump right in and get started, and you'll hear all about our collaboration with Bloom Imprint. Hi, Robin. It's so great to welcome you to the Slow Flowers podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. It's just so great to be here and talk about our what we're dreaming up in our new endeavor. That's right. And so I want you to join me in sharing the story of Bloom Imprint with our listeners. Um, You know, we got some celebrations to do today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's walk through the chapters of this story. When we decided to join Talents to start our own book publishing company, we started by defining what we wanted to do. So maybe we could help me talk about that. Like, first of all, do you want to give us an overview of the scope and range of what Bloom Imprint is? Well, we like to say that we take projects from seed to blossom, meaning from the very beginning to uh, hopefully the goal is full publishing of um, a project. But what we're looking for is we really want to uh, showcase the floral lifestyle, the personalities, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, artisans, farmers, makers, you know, who they all have beautiful stories to tell, and we want to tell them. So through Bloom, we're helping creative entrepreneurs bring those concepts to reality and basically hone in. We work with each individual to hone in on their uh, core editorial purpose, what expresses their brand the best, who they are, and what's unique about their personal approach to what they do with flowers and in the flower lifestyle. I think that's great. And, you know, we we both bring a lot of experience from working in other aspects of publishing to this project. So I feel like we've got something to share with, with authors who are interested in um, joining Bloom Imprint. Well, yeah, between the two of us, Deborah, you know, we cover editorial guidance, outlining and planning, project management, content editing, copy editing, creative direction, art direction, photo editing, book design. There's so many elements that go in to getting from one aspect to another. I think the people are, um, most people are really unaware of in terms of what all goes into a project and, and how important it is to actually project manage that project. I agree. I have worked on disastrous book projects that weren't managed well, and I've worked on beautifully organized and and sort of well thought out approaches. And it's a lot less painful to do it that way. Yes, and a lot more fun, which is important to us. Yeah, and we we I'm kind of diverging from what we were going to talk about, but um, like this whole idea that it has to be joyous and fulfilling creatively, or it's not worth doing. And we've said that to our authors. Right. This is not torture. This is fun. (laughs) This is, this is um, expressive. It's creative expression and it should be joyful. I love it. I love it all. Well, one of the main reasons we formed this partnership is because you and I work well together and truly respect what each other brings to the table. Robin, you're more than a creative director, and I hope I'm more than an editorial director in our yes, you team are. up. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say it's one plus one equals three. We're all, we Together, we're able to achieve so much more as a team than we could ever do solo. And um, it, to that end, I wanted to ask you to talk about the approach we bring to our books, um, well, that special magic that adds up to a successful title for an author that we partner with. Well, I think what's really um, interesting is I love the one plus one equals three, because part of being successful in business, whether it's a creative business or a regular business, is that to have clear roles and responsibilities. And that's one thing that we really do. We're not, um, we each have our, our areas and we'll say, oh, we own, I own this, you own that, or I'll say, oh, I'll take that on. But it's really clear, like, I, you know, I give 
space for you for your write the writing and the editorial approach, and you let me run and give me space with the creative approach. But then we get together, and that's the unique part <laughs> is that we actually say, "Well, okay, um, what is the story that we're trying to tell?" Because the visual has to support the verbal and the verbal needs to support the visual. And that is really what we're trying to achieve. We're not trying to do um, the books around um, studio portraits mm -hmm. or, you know, um, or books that are just around uh, straight headshots and a lot of text. We're trying to combine everything in a beautiful story. Right. And and just based on my experience in the mainstream publishing world, especially in garden books, that doesn't always happen. And the author goes off in one corner and writes the text, turns the text into the publisher, and then some kind of graphic design happens. But not everybody's at the table discussing the the kind of the, the game plan from day one. And I think that's what we don't want to, we want to work like that. Right, exactly. I mean, we have our relationship and then we have our relationship with our authors. And they can certainly attest to the fact that from the day one, we're talking and involving them with how are we going to approach this? How's What's the outline look like? What does our uh, visual approach, photography, you know, we haven't done illustration yet, but we've a may very well do that someday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's appropriate for the story you're trying to tell and your brand? And then also what we say is, well, we're not just going to then take it and run with it and say, here it is, you know, proofread it and yeah. let it get back to us. <laughs> right. It's more like, are you comfortable with these photos? Are you okay with this graphic design style? Do you feel that this is working for you? Here, check the editing we just did. Mm -hmm. um, are you comfortable with that? Uh, does that work? Um, and that's really important. Yeah. And this is, this is interesting because we just had this uh, conversation with one of our authors and you actually asked the author, to put a like an inspiration board together of colors, fonts, types of other books that she liked before you started down the path of designing. You wanted to kind of get what her emotive, you know, idea was, you know, for her own book. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and also, uh, yeah, and I think it's important to know that you have, uh, most people have established an aesthetic that they, in this industry, that's uh -huh. why we're in this industry. Uh -huh. And we have to coordinate with that aesthetic. Mm, that's a really good point. Well, when we first put our heads together last summer, <laughs> we knew we wanted to produce books with strong authors. And I remember sitting in your backyard as we <laughs> brainstormed at a safe distance, of course, socially distanced. <laughs> uh, but from the notes I took that day, I started drafting a creative vision for Bloom Imprint, and I just found the notes, so I thought it'd be fun to share uh, what I had jotted down and see how close we are to that. Um, <laughs> I said, uh, describe the project in a single sentence. Bloom identifies, develops, and publishes content that nurtures, highlights, and supports the voices of flower farmers and florists in the Slow Flowers movement. I think we're pretty close. I think we're pretty close. I think we've evolved that. Um, mm -hmm you know, just a little more um, in terms of expanding beyond flower farmers and florists, mm -hmm. because we're looking at everything from um, uh, just not the farm and the florist, but to, you know, interiors and also food. Mm -hmm. Those are all on our, our um, radar at this yeah. point. Yeah. I think we like to use the idea of the floral lifestyle. Exactly. Um, Especially now after the past year, um, what was the stat you saw for Better Homes and Gardens? Oh, it was like 21 million new people started gardening during COVID. I mean, it's crazy. Right. And there, and, and so it truly is being, um, it's more than vegetable gardening now. It's, mm -hmm. it's beyond that. And it's about, about adding a bit of joy and pleasure to your life and from your backyard. That's not going to go away. It's not going to all disappear. Um, it's it's has a lasting impact. Mm, mm. Well, I I said I wanted the tone to be authentic, influential, and accessible. I think we're striving that with the authors we've partnered with, who have Absolutely. something unique. Yeah, they have a unique voice. They have a unique voice, and they have a unique approach. 
and and they're all very authentic. This isn't um, this is this is embedded in their souls. Well, we um, there's lots more here, but we're going to share a link to uh, Bloom Imprint's website and um, of course uh, lots of our other material. But I just I think that the the core thing that's driving me is to introduce floral artists, entrepreneurs, and so sort of influential people that we believe embrace and embody the slow flowers practice um, and help them bring their creative their creativity into a book project because um, like you said and just out- outlined earlier it's a bit of a process and it it's sort of hard to do by yourself it's nice to partner with publishers who want to walk down down that path with you yeah and I actually think that's a really good point temper because I think um, you know, at this point with all of the uh, social media and tools and texts out there, you could actually self-publish on Amazon if you wanted to. But I I think that there is, um, there's so many little nuances that you're not quite aware of it, because it's, it's just so many different details that go into a project, right? <laughs> you're it laughing is. because it's so true. <laughs> I was just on a, a web um webinar or a Zoom webinar the other day watching um, this wonderful woman who basically is foraging um, natural dyes and watercolors. She handed out a journal she created with her talk Mm -hmm. and had it mailed to you. And, you know, the content is great, but the presentation is off-putting. And so it's just to say, yes, she certainly created this and it's wonderful, but it needs a little polish and Mm -hmm. it needs a little bit more of her in there because as I watched her, she herself has a really great aesthetic, a really great message, and that all needs to come through in this journal. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, that's how we look at different artists who we work with and different um, floral people is that, gosh, that's really a great approach. Okay. How do we highlight that? Right. How do we bring it to life in with photos and, and words. Um, I, I do think that both of us have worked on a number of publishing projects with different, with different imprints and uh, where we've been basically work for hire and, you know, come in and contributed editorial or creative direction. And through that, we've just sort of come up with our own philosophy about um, how to publish books and be an effective partner for our our authors. Um, so we're really trying to develop our, our unique publishing model for Bloom Imprint. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that's evolving and, and what that looks like from uh, from the seed to the blossom? <laughs> well, I think you often say this, Deborah, that everybody feels like they have a book in them. And it's true because everybody does have a unique story to tell. But getting there and getting it out, as we were just describing, is another matter entirely. Um, and I think that um, that we really believe that we want to have that initial conversation, make sure there's a connection with them, and then begin to move forward. And we, you know, we go through a whole process of um, uh, doing a creative brief, doing an inspiration board for the for the project, et cetera, et cetera, as we move through this process in order to get that alignment going. Um, we also have a what we call a very unique publishing model in terms of how we're approaching it. And Deborah, I'd love for you to, to hit on that a bit because I feel that um, it is unique and it mm-hmm. does under, you have a deep understanding having published other books yourself and myself having published mm-hmm. other books you know, where there's some room to innovate. Yeah. Well, I mean, in traditionally with the royalty-based model, um, most authors, at the, the most they're going to get out of book sales is possibly, you know, high single digits, maybe 10% of revenue. And, you know, when I did my book, Stylish Sheds and Elegant Hideaways, which sold for twenty four ninety five, and then we're talking about like, 11 or 12 years ago, I got 65 cents per book. That was 
all I was ever going to get out of that book because I was splitting my royalty with the photographer, which is great. He deserved it too, but we both deserve more than 65 cents a book. Um, so, you know, that's one model and the whole industry is, um, has been built on that model uh, to the point where booksellers are allowed to return unsold copies for full credit. So that disincentivizes the publishers from giving more of the profits to the author. And we just don't want to work that way. Um, so we kind of have a non-traditional approach to lifestyle publishing. And we believe we want to co-produce a book with the author, including revenue sharing. So we uh, want to give authors a significant percentage of their revenue, far above what you see in the mainstream uh, publishing world. And so rather than advances or royalties, we use a revenue sharing income model that um, brings our partners, brings our authors in as partners. Um, that creates that requires some creative thinking because there, the book industry is in the middle of a disruption stage right now. And I think people listening to this who are in floral know that that floral distribution model is also being disrupted. You know, like with social media and with access to technology, everything's changing. So you know it. It's a bit of an, you know, an experiment in that we believe that our author-driven distribution model gives authors more flexibility, more freedom, uh, more revenue than conventional publishing. Well, one of the things we also really uh, have a value about is that uh, the authors are contributing their expertise, their knowledge, their um, assets. A lot of them have photography already, and they have stories to tell. And that's what they contribute. Um, we come alongside and partner with them to bring the book to life so that um, it's it's an affordable way to launch a book because we're asking you to just bring your your own assets and not spend money not you know buy in and not you know have a financial stake in the creation that all then we all come together and and you know reap the rewards of a successful project um, well, hey, I want to talk about the editorial process, and I want you to talk about the design process, just okay. because we kind of have a good division of labor. Um, this, the goal of our storytelling process is to develop the best book concept possible to represent our authors, their brand, their mission, and uh, provide the guidance that kind of helps shape that outline, helps people who don't consider themselves writers to feel empowered, to be floral storytellers. And then you kind of have a cohesive plan, a game plan that we help you as you write, revise, and get that manuscript edited. And at the same time, Robin is engaged on the other equally important half of that project. So tell us about that, Robin. Exactly. Well, and I also think an important thing to mention here, Deborah, is that, uh, to reiterate what you said earlier, where often when you work with a more traditional house, that publishing house, that you hand in your script, your manuscript, and then kind of they come back to you once or twice. We're actually literally with you the whole journey. There's a lot of right? back and forth, yeah. A lot of back and forth um, in terms of that. And a lot of back and forth in terms of the visual work we do. Um, we we love, I mean, my favorite thing is to look at all your photos. Somebody will say to me, one of our authors said, oh, but I have so many. I'm like, oh, that's so great. That will make me so happy. That's music to my ears. <laughs> right. That's music. I can't wait. You know, uh, one time I had kind of a down day over, you know, in, in December and I went in and looked at one of our authors drop boxes and it just made me so happy. <laughs> so, uh, so I get great joy out love of that. looking at the photography, but also we we work together in terms of looking at that imagery, the topography, the color, um, and um, and you know this is integrated from day one. Um, we are we are putting forth all the proposals and all the projects in an inclusive environment where we're talking about the words, we're talking about the pictures, we're talking about all of this, and we're creating a design vocabulary for the book because we want you to have an, a distinctive look and feel for your book. Mm, that's right. Well, we've been talking a lot about who we are and what Bloom Imprint is. So let's turn to our current projects. I'm so proud to be uh, collaborating with you, Robin, on our first five titles for the 2021-2022 season. And like you, I'm so grateful for our, our amazing authors who chose to work with Bloom Imprint. So let's go over those books, topics, and authors and kind of reveal them to our listeners today because this is the big launch. 
Sounds great. Well, let's start with our first book, which is yours, Deborah. <laughs> and um, it's called Where We Bloom. And we've been working on this for several months. And I'm so excited because I think it's the first great book because there's more than uh, 35 or 36, I think, Slow Flower members featured in the pages. And that's exciting because it's right on our brand. But also, we think it's such a wonderful way to introduce the whole concept of bloom. That's right. I agree. Um, I'll just share a little synopsis. If you check out our show notes for today's episode, you'll see a sneak peek of the book jacket art for Where We Bloom. And by the way, props to our favorite book designer, Jenny Diaz, who has helped me with Slow Flowers graphic branding for the past five years and also worked with Robin to create Slow Flowers Journal, which came out last year. Um, it's you know, it's been really nice to have that collaborative aspect of working with Jenny. Um, Robin, do you want to she's add anything great. here? <laughs> yeah, no, other than she's great. And the, uh, that uh, I thank my stars every day because she's really uh, wonderful and approachable and um, just so open to a variety of ideas. Mm. And she has really good instincts. Mm-hmm. And we've been wanting to, we basically put out a call in last fall in October uh, to Slow Flowers members saying we're working on this book, Where We Bloom. And if you want to share uh, images and the story of your floral studio, your workshop, your greenhouse, your potting shed, anywhere where floral art comes to life, please submit and we'll um, we'll we'll consider it for the book. Well, as it turns out, as Robin said, we have over 36 uh, beautiful spaces and um, stories to be compiled in the pages of this book. Um, I just want to give a shout out to the talented, you know, individuals who contributed photos and their stories with us from farmers, uh, flower farmers, florists, farmer florists, and designers um, who, you know, each in her, his or her own right have something entirely personal to share about their creative process and at its core this also, oh, go ahead I was no I was just going to say and I'd also add that what I love about it is that we have a variety of approaches we have um you know people who have actually uh buildings on their property we have people who have sheds uh, we have storefronts. We have we have uh, florists who are working out of their you know their laundry room. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is something for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And at its core, I feel like where we bloom celebrates the environments that support and nurture the creative process. Uh, there have been books like this um, about artists' studios and and artist spaces, but we've never really seen one in the floral space. So we're we feel like this is going to be really fun for people to take it take uh, inspiration from how creative flower people thrive when their spaces are part of their art practice. So uh, anyway, Robin, we've got, that's book one. What's next? Okay. So let's talk about our four other books, which we're so thrilled to be able to say that, that in the first year we're, we're producing five books and that we're also in conversation with other people um, at this time, which is just amazing. Um, and we're really looking forward to kicking um, the, uh, the next of the four books off in September and October. Um, and we um, want to, we're looking to publish uh, Flores Felicia Alvarez's new book of Menagerie Farm and Flower. Um, it's called Growing Wonder. And um, we're calling this a Flower Farmer's Guide to Roses. Felicia's book is for flower practitioners who dream of possessing a magical rose garden or, or a thriving flower farm. So really, whether you want to fill acreage or whether you want to put a rose, a uh, bare, bare root rose in a pot and see what develops, Felicia's going to tell you all about it. And that's what's so amazing about Felicia, that she has this breadth of knowledge about farming, especially farming roses, that she can adapt because it's the same steps. It's just how extensive you want to get in terms of her sound advice and her very detailed and educated horticultural knowledge. It's just 
It's just wonderful. And it's been terrific to collaborate with Felicia on this book. And I love, love, love how she is weaving her personal family story of three generations of farmers in the California area into the pages of this practical and inspiring rose cultivation content. Yeah, it's a great project. And people who listen to this podcast have heard Felicia before. She was a guest last year. And um, she uh, somehow blends the the science and the art of rose growing into sort of all of her presentations, either on her workshops that she does in her own newsletter and um, now for our book. And she also has been asked by many people, when are you going to do a book? So we're thrilled that Bloom Imprint will be printing that. Um, we call, I like to call this the florist guide to growing garden roses, but it's so much more because it's going to be ex- uh, accessible to anyone who wants to grow roses. Yeah, and, you know, all our other titles embody this value to publish, you know, a first book from floral design rock star Holly Hyder Chapel. Oh, my gosh, that was just amazing. And she's wonderful and amazing to work with. So creative. And this book is called A Life in Flowers, Lessons and Affirmations from the Garden. Hmm. Well, of course, listeners of this podcast have met Holly. She's been a past guest uh, on the Slow Flowers podcast a few times, and as a wedding and event florist and founder of the Chapel Designers Floral Community, Holly is, everyone knows she's a creative visionary and a highly recognized and sought after floral designer. She's been published in countless publications and, um, you know, has this hub in Virginia at Hope Flower Farm. And people have been asking Holly, when is she going to do her first book for years? And we are so excited that uh, we are helping Holly bring this to life, showing all of her values of hospitality, creativity, and community, and her imp- inspiring story into the pages of a book. So we're jazzed about that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, from a creative director and art director's point of view, the sheer quality of gorgeous photographs that capture Holly's work. When I was talking earlier about, you know, getting um, joy when I was feeling down, it was Holly's <laughs> Dropbox I was looking at. Um, it was mind-blowing and and embracing and happy. And um, I mean, it's really tough to find a bad photograph. So um, I think readers are just going to be um, amazed at her ideas and her inspiration. Yeah. And plus, if anyone has listened to Holly speak, you know she has a story for literally any flower design or event she's ever touched. So it's very personal for her. And I think that's why people are going to really love this book. But my secret pleasure for all of our books is that you and I get to step inside the worlds of these beautiful and smart and savvy authors and partner with them to create something personal from their hearts. Absolutely. And uh, I, I, that is so true. And our two January 2022 books really exemplify that. And so we're, we're, I mean, we're excited to tell you about all of them, you can tell. Um, but we really, uh, these books are, are special in a different category. And we're excited to tell you about these two new authors. Um, we're working on one title called Black Flora, authored by Terry Spate, and one called House and Flower by Canadian designer Cynthia Zamaria. Deborah, why don't you talk about Terry's book, and then I'll talk about a little more about Cynthia's. Great. Well, first of all, Terry and I have known each other through our mutual garden writers and blogging community, and I've secretly wanted to find a way to collaborate with her for years. Terry owns Cottage Cottage in the Court. It's a gardening blog and a podcast, and she has extensive experience as a master gardener, a garden tour guide, and a leader in the National Gardening Association. And even in 2018, when we held the Slowflower Summit in Washington, D.C., which is near where Terry lives in Maryland, I invited her to attend and learn more about the Slowflowers community. And we didn't really know where it was going to lead, but that did begin our shared interest in in conversation about flower growing. And so when you and I, Robin, thought of producing a book with stories of black farmers, black flower farmers and floral designers, Terry was on the top of my author list. And um, we're so glad she said yes. Uh, She's going to be a dream to work with. (laughs) She has such a wonderful spirit. And we think this is a very important book. It's one that reflects our values for inclusivity and representation. Yeah. Yeah, Black Flora, uh, which is a working title, and we'll we'll see where it goes. But right now, we're we're creating it to tell beautiful, rich, complex, and diverse narratives of African Americans and other 
people of color in the floral marketplace. And we all agree that it's long past time to recognize their excellence and their contributions to cut flower farming and floristry. And as a garden writer, podcaster, and blogger, Terry's a great interviewer. And her interviews, interviews and profiles with leading pioneers whose lives and art are rooted in the floral world will really um, bring this book to life. It will be a very, very special title, Long in Coming. Our other January 2022 book comes from Cynthia Zamaria, and Cynthia has this rare combination of interior design, flower growing, and photo styling. So you can only imagine how wonderful all her images are to look at. <laughs> um, her book, which is called House and Flower, Reviving Forgotten Homes and Abandoned Gardens, will be filled with these photos. And also Cynthia's approachable personal narrative. You know, she explores um, how the art of reviving old gardens and these homes. And she takes a reader through the process, which she does with her husband, Graham, and they restore interior settings and exterior spaces of their residences. They're going to be focusing on their seventh residence of restoration, Ludi. And this ref and also it will reflect on the other lessons learned that they've coaxed new life into other properties in and around their native Toronto. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, on a personal note, I have to say how happy I am that Bloom Imprint is committed to producing books about our Slow Flower Society members and their floral expertise and their floral values. And we love that whole idea of floral lifestyle and our books, um, we believe, will connect enthusiasts and passionate floral people with those values. It's, it's really exciting. And because we know it's a lot of work to produce a book, five books, uh, <laughs> we obviously believe in what we're doing here. Well, let's talk a little bit about how we work with authors, um, because we know that there'll be people who uh, we don't want to discuss their vision and their ideas with us. And we're happy to do so. So authors who, you know, work with Bloom, you're a creative entrepreneur in your own right. And we know that you have uh, beautiful ideas and you have imagined things that may not have been realized yet as a publication, simply because other demands and, um, and commitments take priority. So at Bloom, our book development process, we're designed to maximize the key creative strengths of each author. So we help you bring that concept from uh, uh, what we like to say, seed to blossom. And we really want to help you build your personality and your brand mission through the book medium. Our leadership team is committed to producing books that reflect your clear vision as an author and bring your voice and bring your sustainable ideas and inspiration to others in the floral and gardening marketplace. And that just doesn't mean other floral professionals or gardening professionals, it also means consumers. Yeah, that's true. We're not we're not writing textbooks here or, you know, reference books. These are these are books that people want to dive into and be sort of live. And it it could be a professional or it could be like a very motivated floral enthusiast or someone just used the term floral practitioner, which I thought was a cool one. Was right. that you, Robin? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I, but I think what I love, I mean, here's Felicia's book on roses is a great example of this because it really spans that weekend gardener to a professional wanting to be, grow mm -hmm. uh, roses professionally, right? Um, the lessons are the same. It's just the extent to which mm -hmm. you're going to engage. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an important element of that and what she's so passionate about. Um, and, you know, we're also, Deborah, leveraging our editorial experience and helping to guide from start to finish and beyond as these authors hope to prepare uh, a book. Well, and it's, it's something we really realized in just developing our preferred way of our approach is a lot of times authors or potential authors, they have way more uh, creative assets on hand, this other material they've already written, um, maybe a blog post, maybe something that they've, you know, written for a newsletter. They have, many of them have lots of photos that they don't know what to do with. Like we're come in and we do an audit of all of that and try to figure out what 
uh, what is available to shape the book and what new material we need to create. Um, it kind of is a huge sense of relief for authors when, when they realize we can, you know, do that for them and give them sort of a roadmap for creating their book. Yeah, exactly. And, and we're looking for that, that thing that is indeed unique. Yeah. And that's, I just have to say, Robin, that is your, your amazing skill is that you will listen to someone talk about their story with you know, dozens of ideas, because we all have them. And you can just put your finger on the one amazing idea that needs to be the central theme of the book. And when I see that happen, it's like sparks fly. It's just amazing. And people feel so like, in a way, like you're giving them permission to just, you don't have to do it all, just focus on the theme that is the most important message that needs to be shared in the book. And what's your, what's their passion is, right? That's, that's, because what we're talking about here is passion. Mm. It's inspiration. It's that extra something that we want in our lives. We're not talking, you know, about how to uh, make sure to build a house that doesn't fall down. You know, we're talking about adding beauty, inspiration, um, color to your life. And how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, we've got so much more to share, but this is a good introduction, and um, we've got ways that you can plug in and meet us and connect with us, so we'll share all that in the show, in the show notes for today's episode, but we've got a few surprises, too, of things coming up, so you want to, um, you want to, should we talk about some of those things? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I think let's tell everyone about um, our upcoming workshop for Flavana, which we're really excited about and so thrilled to be a part of. Oh, right. Yes. So I've participated as an instructor at the uh, first two Flurvana virtual summits last year. Um, one was on creative floral storytelling and the other was writing your year in review. So when Sean Michael Foley and Gina Thresher uh, asked me if I wanted to present at their upcoming spring summit for Flurvana, which takes place online March 5th and 6th and 7th, I said, hey, can I team up with Robin and co-present? And Robin, of course, was game for that. <laughs> Of right. Course. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We've so, done it before, Deborah. We've yeah. presented at garden uh, uh, shows together. Yeah. So oh, Independent Garden Center show. Right. That's right. Um, so we have a presentation we're developing exclusively for this Flurvana conference. It's called "The Journey from Blog to Book." And while we can't completely teach you how to write a book in a 30-minute presentation, of course, we are going to touch on some of the most important ideas to help you decide whether you want to pursue your dream through a book and kind of demystify the process a little bit. And we're going to cover our approach of how we balance that visual storytelling and that verbal storytelling. And in a cluttered marketplace, how your book and your project can shine. Um, And, you know, we want to talk to you about usually people have more than just one idea. So we're, we want to be able to express how you look and sort through these ideas and see what can make a wonderful, unique book for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about all the Zoom calls we've sat on with authors. And like I said earlier, I marvel at how your brain works, Robin, how you sift through a huge pile of stories and images, and then you can pinpoint a, the single right idea. And uh, it's both exciting and also motivating because it gives people, I think, a lot of focus and then they feel more confident and less overwhelmed at diving into the epic life of creating a book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. And I, you know, this is why we have this mutual admiration society because, you know, you're not just sitting on the sidelines there, Deborah. (laughs) You're also, you're also adding, you're also adding a lot in terms of, you know, the marketplace and the slow flowers movement and the way we see the whole, uh, garden space moving so uh and every now and then if uh, i say i want that photo instead of this one you'll go okay deborah i think that we can do that (laughs) (laughs) well it's just it's just like you know i feel like if you feel compelled to say something then i should listen because something (laughs) must be there that's hitting you um right i mean you you we don't all do this alone yeah um you know and and uh you know uh the author could say the same thing to me like oh this one's really important Okay, tell me why, and then we'll Uh, work it in, right? It's a good process. Um, Yeah, it is. Um, So, you know, we're fortunate to be working with an amazing lineup for our first year of releases. I mean, 
talk about pinching yourself or talk about sparks flying. Um, and I just, I can't, I, I feel so excited about what we're about to embark on this next year. And, you know, as a little teaser, uh, we already have two books lined up for our second season. And you'll want to head over to bloomimprint.com, um, which is our launched, recently launched website. And please sign up for our newsletter. It's right at the bottom of the the homepage, but it's also at the bottom of a few of our other pages, just so you can know about our new titles and releases and how our process works. And then there's some background on Deborah and I. So, you know, we just didn't kind of happen onto this scene. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of other um, inspiring and fun information. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, before we wrap up is that just in celebration of launching Bloom Imprint, Robin got this crazy idea to create a floral musical playlist on Spotify. And uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, you think you know every song with the word with a flower word in it, but I probably knew one or two of them. It's it's extensive. So um Talk a little well, bit about I, that. <laughs> right. And I was going to say, I can't take credit for, for you know, all of it. The, I could dream up one or two. I think Deborah and I both tasked our families. I asked my husband and Deborah asked her brother, who's actually a musicologist, right? And, yeah. and we, so we have more playlists to come, but <laughs> just to start with, we have, uh, you know, when you start thinking about it, um, you know, uh, there's all sorts of flower songs that are used or flowers that are used in titles of songs. And you know, what's so, interesting, Robin, so many people that I've interviewed about their, uh, their studio spaces for where we bloom, they all often mention that they have music on while they're designing. So maybe this will be something that people can put on their, their, you know, phone or their, their smart device and listen to the music that we've, you know, curated for them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, it's fun, right? And it's it's great. And I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, some of the, I also follow other artist painters and, and they talk about the same creative strategy of listening to music to inspire mm. them. So, wow. um, and then also we encourage you to sign up for our social media, which we have um, something on Instagram. We have a page on Instagram. We have a page on Facebook and we are building a Pinterest uh, library as well. So you can look for us there. That would be great. Um, what else, Deborah? What else do we have? Well, I mean, what a, we have quite a little dream team going on. I thank you so much for um, you know partnering with me to bring these beautiful books to life. Who could have predicted that back in, I don't even know the year, 2003 or four or five, we met at a press tour at the now, you know, now defunct Seattle Interior Show. Oh, that's right. But who could have predicted we would team up to launch Bloom Imprint? It's just been really fun. Uh, no, I mean, it just goes to show you the beauty of building relationships over time yeah. and, and, and crossing each other's paths throughout our life. Um, and, uh, yeah. They're worth the wait, as you say. <laughs> well, I wish that we could be together to share a glass of bubbly, but that too will come, Robin. We don't live that far from each other, and soon we will have, I guess we'll be vaccinated so we can see each other in person more. <laughs> I hope so. At least go flower shopping together. Yeah, because these Zoom <laughs> meetings are killing me. <laughs> right, I know. Like, so, you know, I just here's to our new venture, you know, and, and we certainly hope all of these book projects will you'll find value in them and some of them will find way to your bookshelves and become inspiring references and resources for your floral lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. I really have um, had fun talking about this with you. Of course, we we're really into it and um, we got a little granular about the book process, but it's so important to um, make books accessible to people. I mean, I, we both believe it's one of the most effective um, marketing tools that any any creative person can have. So we're big believers in, in you know, turning your ideas and your creative vision into something as tangible as a book. Yeah, we want you to share your story. Thanks, Robin.
thanks so much for joining Robin Avni and me as we shared a conversation about Bloom Imprint. Find all the details in today's show notes, including a preview of the book jacket art for Where We Bloom. You can also download our fun floral music playlist created to commemorate the launch of Bloom Imprint. And you can subscribe to updates about our forthcoming book titles by signing up for our newsletter. Our next sponsor thank you goes to The Gardener's Workshop, which offers a full curriculum of online education for flower farmers and farmer florists. Online education is more important this year than ever, and you'll want to check out the course offerings at thegardenersworkshop.com. And remember, you can also find the link to join the Florvana Virtual Summit, March 5th through 7th, focusing on sustainability and regeneration, where Robin and I will present an original new course from the journey from blog to book. Without exception, every creative person we've met dreams of sharing their art, craftsmanship, and aesthetic in a book. And as a tangible artifact, there is amazing social validation that comes with having a book about your work. A book can narrate your story, teach your concepts, and document your work. We believe successful books are driven by a passion that answers the following. What are you compelled to share? What do you have to offer that will make the world a better place? What is your unique point of view? So check that out, and we hope to see you there. Our final sponsor thanks goes to the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers. Formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 683,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborahprinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more Slow Flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging onto iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com.